I think it's also he recognizes the fact that you know when he gets into these moods if he's near poppy like she's gonna take it the wrong way that's a really good point you know it could be that he's running because he doesn't want to make anything worse you know fight or flight kicks in and that's a okay i better gtfo before i you know i'm in one of these moods i mean he might be actually just recognizing the fact that he's going into that state this time since it really affected her the last time welcome to the story thinker a webtoons and witcher podcast for super fans with scene by scene analysis featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture we dive deep into character psychology relationships and theories we'd love it if you could like subscribe comment and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media for bonus content you can support the story thinker on patreon let's begin All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our 100th episode of Midnight Puppet, and congratulations to Lily. Yay! Awesome. And um, if, if I'm sure the fandom is aware, because a lot of people have participated, but we put together a kind deal um, at the board of messages for Lily's 100th episode, and I hope she enjoys it, um, <laughs> because NPL has made a giant difference in so many of our lives, and we're just very grateful, and we wish her the best of success and luck, and health and happiness and all the good things yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but i also have to say i kind of was expecting in honor of this 100th episode given the steamy events of last episode i thought this was going to be the episode where they have sex but they didn't but that's okay yeah. were you guys also expecting that <laughs> when you said it i was like from your lips to god's ears and <laughs> I was a, I was a little like I don't want to say disappointed like I was hoping but I was like it, you know what we got some more emotional processing <laughs> and that's okay that's important especially for Tora. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not gonna lie. A little tiny part of me was like <laughs> that would be fun, <laughs> and then another part of me was like, but this is a PG comic technically. <laughs> well, we've had you know. They, artists from many, many stories on webtoons show, you know, and imply, and like, they show us in other ways. There's like a condom on the dress, it's like fades to black, you know, like, they make it apparent. Some rumpled sheets. <laughs> I was hoping for a fade to black, but then I was like, I don't, we just finished a night. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, <laughs> that she's going to get mm-hmm. through, a, through a day in one episode. <laughs> Right, that's true. <sighs> yeah. We do tend to have, you know, the days are long. <laughs> yeah, but I have to be like, as I was saying, uh, this kind of content in an episode, I find extremely satisfying emotionally. Like the, the very heart, heartfelt, hard hitting um, emotional processing, I love it. Like, honestly, I, I definitely prefer it over like sexual content. Not that there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy that also, but I happen to like my porn is emotional porn 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent That's what I love. Yeah. Crying boys, basically like washboard ads, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we love these characters, is because you know, they grow with us. And you know, we can find them find them pretty to look at, but it would get boring really quick if they didn't. Right. So, mm-hmm. all right. So let's get right into it. Yeah. 
Okay, so we start off with a little bit of a warning that there might be some strong language. Uh, and then we roll into a black background because I miss you. You smile, your voice, your hair, everything. Mm. Poppy, remembering Tora's words from last night to, to dream Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> and we go, we have a Tuesday, present day. And Poppy's blushing as she remembers their conversation the night before. And she's got one of her potted plants. She's, she's biting her jewelry. lip too. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what that means. She's all a flutter. Mm. <laughs> she's wearing her, you know, I think sexy pajamas. <laughs> right? Like that's some, those are some risque pajamas she's been wearing the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like none of this like t-shirt sweatpants business. <laughs> oh my God. And I have to say like, that is a huge risk with two men in the house because like as a larger chested woman, <laughs> I can't wear spaghetti straps to bed without like, and pardon my phrasing on this, without a titty falling out. <laughs> Someone's going rogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she wore those in, in, in that cuddle puddle. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I'm totally with you, Tanya. I, I have one. I wear it, but I, I'm better than my own husband. You know, that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I would never wear it anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I looked at that and went, oh, that's a, that's a problem waiting to happen. <laughs> or, or was it? <laughs> like that must be, it's gotta be like a new bra or a new tank top because she has, she has a lot of faith in those straps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. So she's thinking jewelry would have responded with a, don't care if you're upset, you'd better get over it or it's now or it's over. Meanwhile, she's remembering how careful Tora was. And I can't tell if it was him packing the box or unpacking the box. But oh, just really matter. Matter. <laughs> so, exactly the care that he was taking with her plants. But for all his fiery nature, Tora's been steadfast and reliable and mature, especially when it matters. And it's so new to me, but so comforting and reassuring. Oh my god. So beautiful. That she recognizes it, you know. And I think that's also great that even when you're arguing with someone and when you're mad at them for whatever reasons, you also recognize the other parts of them that are, are great and wonderful. And I think that's any mature relationship. You know, you have times when you're upset at each other and things you don't like about your partner, and then the other whatever percent is the great stuff, you know. Exactly. Uh so she but umps, I know I'll cave before the week is up, and I don't want to take his patience and kindness for granted. Which, again, I mean, we know that she's just she's a loving and caring person too. So, like the whole the the calendar that she was like marking off the days of how many days she wouldn't talk to him. It's like we knew that wasn't gonna last. <laughs> it's what been right. two days, maybe a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, she she was destined to break way before her actual <laughs> calendar mark. But at least she's trying. I have to give her credit because she's trying to hold that boundary of you hurt me, I'm upset, and I need some space hmm. while still kind of being in that protective bubble that he creates for her, you know, and maintaining her actual safety. 
Yeah, it's hard to like want take your own space when you're literally in the person's house. <laughs> right. That he bought for you. <laughs> because you said maybe. Right. <laughs> Um, so she, there's a knock on the, on her door, but she's, she's just repeating to herself. I miss you too. I miss, and I can't tell if she, did he say that I miss you too? Or is this just her talking back to herself and repeating it to herself? Well, she's remembering where he said, I miss you. So I think she's yeah. just saying, I miss you too. Okay. It, so I'm, I'm envisioning this as like a sing song as she's like setting up her plants. Like she's just like in her own little world, like puttering around the room with her plants <laughs> see I took that as like a like okay I'm not used to responding to these things let me practice in the mirror type of moment <laughs> I miss you too I miss you too I miss I you too <laughs> like <laughs> that's how it went in my head <laughs> that's very cute <laughs> oh um, and she said, I'm glad I got a chance to practice standing my ground and acting on my own terms with him. And she's, I don't know what she was expecting to open the door to, but like, if you're opening the door, I would not be practicing anymore. <laughs> I, I think maybe she thought it was Tara and she was already talking to him. And like, kind maybe. of where they left off. <laughs> <laughs> but... It is our ray of sunshine. Yeah, she's like thrilled that Tora comes. Well, she thinks Tora is coming to her door. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so she's ready to be like, I miss you. And Quincy <laughs> is just a ray of sunshine in the morning. But you know that he's still not getting a good night's sleep because of this whole ghost situation. <laughs> he says, oh, really? So do I. But how did you walk in the garden go with my bodyguard last turnout last night? <laughs> slammed the door in his face he responds so well to positive affirmations like he soaks it up and i don't know exactly you know we always speculate about how his parents treated him like we see his mom so far seems pretty nice and his dad we uh can assume he's not but he just is so he's like a flower in the sun you know like whatever (laughs) the sun is shining he turns to that and he just brightens up and becomes alive it's so adorable to see him just be that way. He's such a good boy. It is. But he's a golden same- retriever who just wants to get pats and be told he's a good boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I bet this is early enough in the morning that that is justified for that door slam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. oh. you know, being a nosy ass, you know, guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally- well, and. And Poppy's face on the on the return of like that's immediate. I would have done the exact same thing if it were any like if it were a friend that I did that and I was totally embarrassed of like slam the door immediately turn around like nope <laughs> nope do not perceive me please don't forget me. <laughs> and I love there's sliding doors so she can't even like give it a really good like proper like aggressive slam it's just a slide <laughs> yeah interesting so, yeah you know exclamation point <laughs> yeah i mean you can oh, get yeah. a good like if you've ever if you've ever had a pocket door mm. like it's kind of the same thing uh the pediatrician i grew up going to her office had pocket doors so like you can still get a good slam because you get and get it like onto the door jam but it's like not quite as satisfying as like the 
effort you can put in behind a door slam. But either way, Quincy immediately slides it back open. Rude <laughs> to think I walked all the way here to invite you for lunch. <laughs> being like on the next room. <laughs> I mean, it, I, how big is this place? I mean, if she's in her room, I mean, is Quincy, Tor could have given her like privacy of been like around the other side of like the inner pavilion. So she's like, you could have called my phone. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's sweet. Inviting people for lunch. But also such a drama thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He wanted the tea. I don't blame him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's Sephora, so. Yeah, he's yeah that's I'm going to excel Sephora. Yeah, that's what I'm going to use as an excuse to go and see what's going on. <laughs> yes, he's, he's hoping to find Miss Editor rumpled and he's hoping to find like a hickey on her neck that's let's face it he wants to like see evidence of a good time he is hoping for the best for both of them (laughs) for his for his sake so cute and he is so mean yes (laughs) so um, oh anyway what's with the food outside just an offering to the spirit in the cabinet assuming there really is one and the funny writing on the ground (laughs) And she just is like, it's that, like, she's in the middle of doing something and the, the stop, the pause of, like, what? <laughs> what funny writing? And she's just as panicked. <laughs> so they go out and there's the, the plate with the offering of oranges and bananas. And I can't tell if it's either juice or sake, maybe, or wine or a beverage of some kind. And underneath it just says go. <laughs> so, do you think it's a real ghost or do you think it's someone playing around with them? I wouldn't put it past for it to just be Tora trying to fuck with Quincy. <laughs> just trying to scare the crap out of him. Yeah, but the one who's like, calm about this. But he was half asleep the last time they did the whole ghost thing. And they just, they were the ones that physically pulled him back inside because he was so out of it. He was still dreaming. <laughs> I feel like he's smart enough and quick enough to still pull, pull that off, you know, where it's like, oh, the oh, ghost, yeah. ghost. I think he could still do it even while he's half asleep. <laughs> he, also, he, he just strikes did me as it. someone who's a bit of an early riser too so easy easily enough to to do to pull something to to mess with both of them before either of them wake up mm-hmm. yeah and i highly doubt it's aimed at like poppy at all he's probably not not even considering her in this equation it's probably just oh quincy's being a little bit of a nosy friend let me scare the bejesus out of him to get him back. <laughs> yeah. Or I love this. Yeah. You know, I know people have speculated and have talked about like Ulan's ghost. So. I, was, I was just going to say, I do love the idea that it is Ulan and Yua trying to like nudge the two of them together. Like, come on. Just come on it didn't take us this long why is it taking you <laughs> right? mm-hmm. learn from us 
So then we see just piles of food. We've got chocolate glazed donuts. We've got wine and four glasses. We six glasses with four bottles of wine. We've got French fries. We've got croissants. We've got... which I have to say, if I were ghost, I would definitely prefer the second offering to the first. No offense, I love food. It's great. Like, give me a donut. <laughs> That's great. I yeah, I just I loved all of it. The the drama of it, they're being totally ridiculous and over the top, and I'm I'm very here for it. I think they're like, oh, please. By giving them, you know, food that they actually like. You know, probably especially as a sweet tooth. Exactly. Oh, please let us stay. And they're they're bowing. And he'd be devastated if we had to leave. Again, poor Tora. He just invested all of this this time and money and effort into this house. And (laughs) that he probably overpaid for last minute. Yes. I also think so. Oh, that's got to take a chunk out of his savings. Didn't Quincy say he had to sell a couple of cars? Yeah. I mean, the man paid in cash for a house. I mean, we live in America. That there's no way I can envision that. If you tried to do that in the state, that would send so many red flags to the government. It's not even funny. Responsible. How do you ha- actually, you know, afford this? Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh. And Quincy, you know, there. Please let us keep. He'd be devastated if we had to leave, especially after he's gone through all the trouble to. And Poppy just kind of, all the trouble to what? <laughs> and Quincy has his. Oh no! Panic moment. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Oh my god. Keep begging, don't stop. (laughs) (sighs) Oh my gosh, he's so cute, Quincy. Such a cute. Meanwhile, on the other side of the yard, Tora is walking around. Like again, this compound has to be huge if he's this far away from them. I mean, yeah, lawns and gardens and stuff, but like there's huge things of bamboo and he's over by one of the um, little pagodas and he's looking over. And he sees the lantern from the night before. Yeah. Don't go out. We need you. Dream poppy whispers. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) We see that his box is a solar powered outdoor lamp. Oh my gosh. That man is such a sensitive soul. Not only is he sensitive, he's also practical. Poppy said, oh, don't go out. And he's like, I will buy something that will never go out. Oh, right uh, I love it the only thing is I hope he doesn't set up the solar power thing on the inside of that thing <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's smarter than that uh, it's just <sighs> I mean like again once again this is like the marvel of Torah like the tough exterior and he's got very tough elements but he really is a sensitive soul inside and he just loves his girl and he wants to do whatever it takes to make her happy exactly and and especially if they're also like if they were all freaked out by you know creaking noises and whatnot adding lights around the exterior is going to make sure that nothing can sneak up on them especially since I mean I think we hear it later on but like we know that there's he's got to have security cameras and whatnot like he's paranoid enough to 
take his own safety very seriously, especially then mm-hmm. with the fact that he's now got Poppy under his roof. That's a good point. Yeah. But not only Poppy, he's also responsible for Quincy right now, too. I mean, yeah. and that might be his job, but he's also his friend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. none of them really want to, like, cause trouble. Exactly, yeah. Level of self-awareness, do you think Quincy has, like, for his own safety? Like, do you think he just walks around and doesn't notice if anyone's following him or giving him, you know, shooting daggers at him? Or do you think he actually notices? I think he actually notices because he's smart he plays it dumb a lot and but when things get like he has that serious side that we've seen in him a bunch of times you know when when stuff hits the fan like he actually kind of seems like he knows what he's doing Mm. yeah yeah i think quincy's more i think quincy's pretty observant i would say especially when he knows like if he knows that torah isn't in his immediate vicinity he's probably much more aware of his surroundings um but i think probably when he's got torah like in his immediate vicinity like i can put eyes on him he probably lets his guard down a little bit but especially like if it's a clan like if he's out and about probably lets his guard down but like i'm sure when he's in any kind of clan environment his guard is always up regardless because you know that he doesn't trust anybody else except torah Mm -hmm. and maybe his mom in the clan and from the conversation he had with his mom oh god several episodes back now i get the feeling like he's been kind of playing vince slowly trying to play vincent a little in some way like there's something going on there that's like riding under the radar between the mom and Quincy and Tora that we just haven't found out yet it's just I don't know I got that foreshadowing like impression from that whole conversation with his mom mm-hmm. I think she's in on whatever whatever D-Day is as a plan that they talked about back in the Moonbright arc i think go is in on it what that is still we're not sure but i have a feeling she's read into some level because we know that she also has no tolerance for vincent and his bullshit yeah they cool to see her yeah you know be involved in whatever unraveling plan that would be very cool to see that Yeah. yeah but quincy's definitely a chameleon he's blended into surroundings and he's very good at it because when he talks to his mom, he's part of her clan and doing the best for her clan. But when he talks to his dad, it's always more about the Baltuman clan. So I think we're going to get a much more complex bit from him later. But I mean, I'm hoping it all turns out for the best. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> right i'm like this is gonna be a great happy wonderful story (laughs) yes no one's gonna die (laughs) quincy's gonna take over and they're just gonna get their happy ever after (laughs) problem solved so we get some horror dialogue here sometimes i try to imagine what it's like to live outside of the shadows and he sets up the he's setting up the lantern there's just enough for the stone lanterns. I'll order more for the rest of the garden. Meanwhile, there's a no 
exclamation. And he sees uh, uh, Poppy and Quincy still prostrating themselves to the house ghosts. Oh my god, stop groveling, Quincy. (laughs) You're a rich and famous novelist. Have pride in yourself. I do have pride. Rainbow pride. (laughs) I laughed so hard at that. (laughs) Our pansexual princess. He is just the cutest. I can't, I can't believe how cute he is. He's just so adorable. I could just express him forever, but it would just be repetitive. Well, and I just, I love the, that his face is so earnest. Like he's still groveling to this house ghost, even though he's making his pun about himself at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I do love Poppy's orange shirt. It's so like vibrant and summery for her and her little short cuff overalls. Yes. And we forgot to mention you were wearing a Minute Poppy Land inspired shirt. Yes, I thrifted this this <laughs> poppy shirt. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then so now Poppy's like crying, laughing. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and so Jen, this is where I pass it over to you with Tora and his forlorn look. Right? You get that forlorn stare of like, but I want to be there too. (laughs) I want to be where the people are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think especially because that's something he feels he lacks, that social ease that Quincy has, the ability to be happy and laugh. You know, I think think if he thought about it for a second, he would recognize Poppy appreciates qualities, many qualities about him. But I think he always feels like he's the this dark and stoic one and doesn't, you know, words don't come easily to him. And I think that especially is something that he feels he lacks. Yeah, that's the look of why can't I do that? Why can't that be that easy for me? I think he struggles with the fact that like Quincy can make Quincy and her friend and Jacob and her Jean, she laughs so easily and freely with them. And while she she's I think he recognizes that she is comfortable with him. But he knows he's on, th- you know, he knows he's on thin ice right now. But I think getting those kind of like genuine emotions from her does not come as easily to him. So yeah, he's like, I just want that. I why can't it be that easy for me too? I just want that that level of casualness with her, especially, but probably literally anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always had to be removed, and, and this whole thing that he does says now is, is very explicit. Yeah, because he continues on to, if I wasn't born into this godforsaken life of violence and crime, maybe things would have been different. And you see a picture of a street and him and Poppy just walking towards each other on it, and and then you get in so much easier, and then they bump into each other. And I have to say, she is wearing the same outfit that she wore when they first met. So he's oh, yeah. wearing their first meeting in a totally different civilian setting. He's wearing his Professor Tora outfit. Basically, I, that is such a guy thing, though. Like, I don't remember what my fiance was wearing the first day I met him. But if you ask him, he can tell you what I was. Nice. And I'm like, how do you even remember that? That was like, that was like, oh, God. 12 years ago now 
I do remember what my husband wore. I'm trying to remember what I wore. I borrowed my friend's outfit. They dressed me for the date. I was not a good dresser. I was a horrible dresser then. But they dressed me. They put makeup. They did my hair. They did everything. Oh. Like, I was 13. I was at summer camp the first time I met my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking out of a restaurant with a friend, and I'm like, I, I don't even remember, to be quite honest. I didn't even remember that I met them at that moment. Well. I thought it was later <laughs> in the night. <laughs> to which he was very upset with me. <laughs> but, Oops. <laughs> but the fact that he remembers that outfit so vividly is just, it's for me, it's just such a, a thing. Um, you get bump and oof, and then shit sorry miss didn't see you there you okay i'm fine thank you but my nose feels like it's bleeding are you serious i'll have a look tilt your head a little oh thanks and you get this nice view of like him towering over her looking kind of worried um and then you get her looking down a panel with her looking down and goes um miss if you don't mind mumble hmm actually i can just use my phone camera could you look up for just a sec <laughs> and then you see the, the panel and she's tilting her head this angle's kind of oh my bad <laughs> she cuts him off <laughs> um this is definitely a typical hobby because she can be very awkward sometimes yeah and in this I'm totally oblivious this to him. I mean, if she walked into him so oh, yeah. hard that she thinks her nose is bleeding. Yeah. Right? I mean, like if you've ever bumped into someone's sternum, that's very uncomfortable. And I have I have a large-ish nose. So like <laughs> I bump stuff into it a lot, but like, yeah, if you're bumping that that hard into someone's sternum, like you were not paying attention. No. <laughs> The, the panel where she tilts her head back is also the first panel where I actually like really noticed that his arm tattoos are missing and not just his crest. Oh, yeah. Good point. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I think no, it's very, very muscular though. That part's oh, big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, love, he's love still some good forearm out. porn. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's obvious that he still works out, but at the same time, like, I don't know, there was like, part of me was like why would he get rid of the arm tattoos and then I remembered this is totally different culturally mm. from us and that's probably part of the reason why like those are that's probably part of the reason why he covered them up when he went into Moonbright and stuff too yeah I think those tattoos specifically are are identified with a mafia in, in Asia so yeah those are those are Yakuza tattoos mm. And then we get this panel of her just big-eyed looking up. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the that's the stunning moment. I mean, she sees him, but that, that's how he sees her, as like this beautiful woman just appearing there. And her shirt's not ripped. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was one that. for Poppy. <laughs> <sighs> and then you get the panel, or we see this dream Torah, and he's like, but um <laughs> and he's blushing and everything and then you get poppy you're really tall i guess that explains the awkward angle 
very funny. That's such a funny first thing to say to someone. <laughs> right? I'm like, this is how you view that encounter. Well, and it, it took me a minute because in, in rereading, I'm like, wow, that perspective looks a little funny. But if we got the pers- the top down perspective from his angle where it seems so dramatic, I think this is the, the upward angle. But like she's seeing his his chest and his forearms all look really big, but he's so tall that his head is so far away. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. is really tall by the way and definitely people comment on it like the, it's one of the first things they say when they eat him which is i'm used to it but it, it definitely it, it is normal you have to say that <laughs> oh and then he's so like struck by her beauty apparently that he's just i don't know if he's trump if he's like had to be i think it from the jolt i think he had to be like snapped out of that freeze moment um and she's like um hello mr sir bro (laughs) yeah had to get that in there somewhere in this in this meet cute scenario the bro part yeah yeah well because in theory nobody would be calling him big bro because he's not he didn't get raised in that life it's like we got to get he's threading the different elements of his life in there in a way that makes more sense Mm-hmm. than what they currently are yeah. yeah and then i get and then from tori you get i mean i'm not a doctor but your nose looks fine sorry my brain went offline for a moment and poppy answers back phew yeah i think i was just panicking i'm a little prone to accidents and my brain does that too <laughs> <laughs> yes as we know by her walking into him <laughs> right and then we get anyway I'm actually new to this city and um um I was wondering if and then you see him waiting patiently as his hair blows in the breeze can we talk about how absolutely adorable Poppy is in that panel like the the cute little hair tuck like she is (laughs) like just like perfection adorable right Mm -hmm. girl in your early 20s (laughs) yeah I'm so happy she's like, well, here's a cute guy. I'm gonna shoot my shot. Well, she tries to. <laughs> right. And then she continues. I was uh I was wondering if you um 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 and then she talks herself out of it. Actually, n- never mind that as she's looking down and the panel goes all dark around her. Like, I think also a little bit was like um, you know, she was kind of waiting for Tora's reaction and his reaction was just stoic which that part of him is still the same in this scenario <laughs> so and he's just you know waiting instead of being like oh she probably would appreciate seeing some enthusiasm on my face right right but he doesn't it's not like he knows any other way to actually be so I guess he's like just thinking he's just standing there um and then the next in the next panel she goes to walk away she goes guess i should get going now see you around as she goes to walk away and i'm like pops you almost had it you almost you should (laughs) you almost encountered somebody that's like too pretty for for their own good and you're just like so intimidated by how attractive they are that you just like you start you're like you know I can do this and then you start and you're like no I can't bye I gotta go (laughs) yeah 
and then we get more of that overwrite writing um Tora voice from like present day if I could rewrite the past I'd go up to her in one of those crisp clean shirts referencing the the white button down and you see him looking down and it's blushing and yeah, he did. the bedumps he was wearing a shirt when they met and he wore a sweatshirt over it but right he was wearing um no he changed our, our very first thing that we saw of him was with that shirt like half open like an actual collared shirt <laughs> I think he had just come from some clan thing so he was like he just passed out oh, on the yeah. couch in his like tux mm. that's right but yeah then he changed into like jeans and the hoodie and obviously I think he just had a t-shirt on underneath it because my brain was like no he didn't he must not have put anything on underneath the hoodie I'm like no he gave her the hoodie and he definitely had a shirt on when he <laughs> left the train station <laughs> we would have right? remembered that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poppy would have remembered that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I get asked her with a smile if she'd go with me to that cafe by the river. And um, and then you see him actually yelling hey at her as she walked away. And then she stops. And he goes, I'm usually not this forward, but if you're not in a rush to get anywhere right now, and she looks back and she just beams at him. And I'm like, if this is how he pictures Poppy all the time, no wonder he loves her so much. Mm. Like, that is a ray of sunshine right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's got like that kind of glow right behind her head. Of, oh, it's so cute. Oh, beautiful. And I Radiant. didn't, I forgot to mention it, that side shot we get of him while he's butumping before, you know, after the crisp, crisp clean shirt comment. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lily made a point of having him face that way. I'm 90% sure that's the side of his neck that his clan emblem is on. Mm-hmm. So like it's it was again the significance yeah. of this is this is Torah free and clear of all of that baggage. Yeah. And he's so darn cute with that blush in the glasses. Right? He's also uh, beautiful stuff. Yes. Humankind. Human um, okay, now we're right. Ah, now, now we're back to Tora narrating. We'd grab a coffee and you see them sitting at a little patio table. I'd ask her about the, that book she's been reading, tell her about mine. And you see them sitting there like just engrossed in chatter and again you get a very firm view of his forearm without those tattoos mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you see and then he says she'd get all happy and shit exactly and he knows how excited she gets about the books you know as an editor she likes reading like he knows it's something that makes her happy like my husband he does not care at all about the books that I'm reading, but you know what, when I want to like go off about like the books that I'm reading and I, I read a lot of romance novels, like I, <laughs> there's so many like interpersonal dynamics and a couple series that I'm reading and I want to tell somebody about it. And Jen's not done with the book that we're reading at the same time. <laughs> so I've got to be able to tell somebody about it. And my husband patiently listens to me while I go like crazy about it and he's like and he gives me like the nod yeah okay that's nice like he doesn't need he doesn't care about any of these characters but he listens he knows it makes me happy (laughs) 
my husband my fiance does the same thing thankfully like and (laughs) my husband like we have a running joke at this point about like the romance novels and stuff that I read because I will read anything and almost everything to the point where like Amazon recommends me some weird stuff (laughs) like and now he lives for my book notifications because what it comes out with is just above and beyond anything most normal people would read. <laughs> but the amount of happy that Poppy looks at this whole conversation just again, she's she's beaming at him. She's she's enthralled. That's so the happy. nerdy, like happy look. <laughs> And then, and then we get more of Tora's narration of, because now she's made a new friend in the city to geek out with. And you see him having, like, trying to mirror that expression. It's so awkward. I love it. Right? <laughs> I've never seen it without. Yeah, Like, it almost looks like a grimace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels so bad. <laughs> and then the next part of the narration is or whatever the fuck hipsters do in their free time (laughs) and the first the first time I read this through I misread that as or whatever the fuck hamsters do in their free time that's a good one that's also very on brand (laughs) I had to go back and read it because I was like there's no way that's what she just said Uh, and uh, then you you just get this beautiful panel of them just like geeking out at each other and they're they're clearly already into each other even on their first date because they're like leaning into each other they're so close it's it's the it's the cutest like cliche first date like moment (laughs) like if they were standing with each other like poppy would have that foot popped like (laughs) she's literally got that pose but just seated right uh and as we come back to the same, a very similar panel of today, Torah, I'm going to hand it over to you, Mindy. And he's looking at before, before we move on. Also, I just, I live for their size difference. He's so much bigger than her. Yeah. It's really illustrated well in that like coffee shop AU panel there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So yeah, his expression of looking at Quincy and Poppy is just—I think it's very wistful, and I, I think there's a little bit of a smile playing on his on his lips. Do you think so? The corners yeah. are turning up. Yeah, it, like you said, it, but it's, it's that wistful, hopeful, maybe someday. Right. So I think that's great. Rather than ending that daydream in in bitterness and sadness that he can't have it, he's ending on a positive note, like. Yes, like we we may not have had that, but it's a nice thought to think upon. And you know, at least we were together now, or you know, we have something now. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. So he's looking at that, and also he's just enjoying their goofiness. And so I think he's smiling at that also because Quincy is just probably looking at each other. The bats are wide open. They're like panicking, and Quincy's still begging, and it's just really funny. <laughs> and now we have a business and Tora picks out his phone and right away we see that 
the the edges of the frame are getting darker. So if we, you know, it's it's a beautiful lit garden, it's very sunny. But then when he picks up the phone, which we right, we'll assume is mafia matters, something dark, something negative, because everything goes dark. Now he thinks if I could rebirth past for her, um, I guess she'd prefer it this way. But meanwhile, when he gets his phone and now everything goes dark, and he's like, shit. So obviously, whatever happened, whatever message he got, not good. And he's got that yeah, like he's got a scowl on his face now yeah that's he's mean mugging his phone yeah so do you guys have any speculations about what he could have been informed about i'm wondering if it's another string of texts from vincent asking him where the hell he went because i mean we know that just before they essentially skipped town Vincent was trying to hunt him down because of all of the stuff happening with the Nine Daggers leader getting arrested. Vincent was going to try to make some kind of move. And I'm wondering if now he's like, where the hell did you go? We have things to do. I need you here. Much like that time, the previous string of messages that he left unanswered from Vincent, where he just like went off on him. And then all of a sudden was like, Oh no, that's fine. Like kind of like just trying to, you know, lure him back in. But first he's, first he's got to explode at him. First he's got to, it's, it's that, that explosion of abuse from Vincent before he tries to smooth things over, even though Tor is not having it. Yeah. I mean, there are any number of possibilities that like went through my head like anything from okay Vincent's got something going on that he's telling Tor he has to come back for to you know somebody like is has decided to like call him out because of Poppy um or I mean we got panel um a few episodes back where we saw that Gil and oh god I can't remember what how he's say his name like starch <laughs> the the starch shark however you pronounce his name I can't remember off the top of my head but the one we all dislike were working together and I'm wondering if maybe one of them found out something about that even mm-hmm. that's good yeah right it could be so many things exactly what you guys said i was thinking something to do with poppy and poppy and poppy's mm. past i'm always like intrigued by that maybe he found out like oh my god poppy's part of this you know specific clan and blah 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 or yeah <laughs> i just thought of what if it's something with detective lane we know she's in fiona bay oh. And what if she snapped a picture of him while he's out and about in the city grabbing his solar lanterns, you know, or, you know, having, you know, I'm, you know, maybe he Amazon deliveried them and he was grabbing them from like the front stoop and she saw him because I'm sure she's, because she was like, is that, you know, they're driving by and she's like, is that who I think it is? You know, so what if it's her checking in with him? Like, my dude, why are you here? (laughs) yeah well i would hope that if it was lane lane seemed like a positive figure Um, i would hope that it wouldn't go so dark so i feel like it's a little more ominous than lane but who knows yeah i thought so too but i'm like you know what if he's trying to lay low and not 
worry about clan stuff if she brings unwanted attention to him in that way it could be an initial oh crap and then hopefully it turns out to be something less So um, he says, and he thinks of self, um, oh, if I could rewrite the past for her, I guess she'd prefer it this way. And then what we see is we see um, her probably at a cafe with someone with a blue polo shirt with long black hair, and you think it's Tora from the back. You go a little closer, and still could be Tora. And then he asks, would you, Pops? And you see the front, and finally you see it is not Tora. It is her, and I think it's supposed to be jewelry, a nice jewelry. And it says 10th anniversary album. So, and she looks happy. And um, so I think this is him wondering to himself, like, would she rather be with a normal guy? Let's say Jory was a nice guy, right? And they treated her well, but he's like a normal guy, like rather than Mr. Tora Mafia trouble guy. You see Jory in that? I don't know. I when I looked on like someplace, like nobody mentioned Jory. <laughs> so I that know. was. That was also my first reaction. Um, I know we all subscribe to the Patreon, and I know in the comments, Lily did say it is not him. Okay, I think it's supposed. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't see. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it is. It is not Jory. She would not do that to Poppy. But like, I think it's supposed to be just like a generic everyman. Like, it's yeah. just some guy. I don't know. I read way too much into like one of Lily's Patreon comments of like the if you know, you know. Like I'm like I don't know, but now I need to. <laughs> and then I was because yeah, Jen ten, Jen texted me like on Friday night and was like, "Oh my god, who is it?" And I was like, "Oh, it could be. It could even be like a remnant from like the original canvas days of like it was another character that." we might have met or known at some point in the original canvas story so like anybody that had read the original maybe they it's like a kind of a shout out to them of hey this was a character that we didn't reuse in the new in the webtoons original version but something like that yeah. I don't know. we may never know <laughs> i don't know who the person is i guess i get the and then Erin and I went down a whole rabbit hole on that one of like, who else could it be? I mean, could she have just like kind of drawn somebody that somebody like wrote a fan fiction about or something? <laughs> Maybe it's like her husband. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Mr. Lily makes his first cameo. Yeah. <laughs> mm. oh. thought, right? Where he's wondering would she choose him and his messy, complicated life? Or would you choose a normal person? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Um, and then we go back to Quincy and Poppy, and she says, I know, I know. Oh, he says, I know, I know, I'm not that airheaded, Miss Editor. And he's like, I'm highly glad <laughs> I'm aware that a living being might have written this not ago. So don't worry, we'll check the security cameras as soon as we can. So, okay, that's kind of like, to me, that's maybe a hint of like, oh, are we setting up for some danger, some drama? <laughs> Uh, well, just, and then my thought was, if there are security cams, why didn't Quincy just go check them if he wanted to find out about their midnight rendezvous in the garden? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're only focused on like the porch, the the house exterior, and not the garden. So yes, you know, maybe he already did, and that's why he's like there wasn't enough footage. <laughs> like, oh. 
And he's and Quincy's cursing Tora, knowing where all of those like little hidden spots in the security care, the gaps in the security cameras. They said they should walk away from the house, right? Yeah, they're just listening right there, so they have to move away. Aww. Little brother vibes, and he's like, "Oh, just let me reply to the delivery guys first. And Poppy turns around and she looks at the um, lantern and she sees that Tora's not there and she wonders to herself, Tora, and we get a close-up of the lantern and Tora is nowhere to be found. I think that'll because of the text. And he did whatever he, whatever he has to do as a result of that text, I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. It, it, when I saw that, it felt kind of like uh, he dropped everything and ran. Mm-hmm. And the box is not there, so he cleaned up. Took that with him. Well, yeah, I meant figuratively, not literally. And <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I know where I'm like, you know, I like when people put things away. Uh, there's a certain person in my house that always running after who would never remember to put the box away. So I'm like, I appreciate that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> put the box in the recycling where it belonged, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I think Poppy had that awareness of like, you know, when you you realize that somebody's watching you from somewhere and you kind of turn and whether or not they're there anymore I think you know it was that she had that perception of it's is is Tora around like is he looking at me and then she turned and he's gone because yeah I think that whole daydream what felt you know what obviously took several dozen panels for us was you know the blink of an eye and he got his text and then was like gotta go can't like I don't want to get drawn into what they're doing I don't have time for that right now I've got to go deal with whatever this nonsense is that just came up on my phone that may turn me into, you know, a Debbie Downer for the, for the afternoon. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also, he recognizes the fact that, you know, when he gets into these moods, if he's near Poppy, like she's going to take it the wrong way. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, it could be that he's running because he doesn't want to make anything worse you know, fight or flight kicks in and that's a, okay, I better GTFO before I, you know, I'm in one of these moods. I mean, he might be actually just recognizing the fact that he's going into that state this time since it really affected her the last time. I'm a big fan of that because I think that's such a strength in, in a couple uh, to recognize sometimes like you're just not in the mood and you should just go away you know like you should go to your room and be put yourself in time out you know? yeah uh, i think that's so wise i mean that's my hope anyways I mean, I mean if we're getting all this emotional growth why not you know right he's recognizing that he has he's recognizing that he has emotions mm-hmm. you know and he's like oh hey what are these I mean, personally, when I started to like have to process emotions, I, I hated it. I don't like having like a lot of, you know, that level of emotion. It makes me feel out of control and I don't like that. And I think he's recognizing when, what emotions he has better control of and yeah, removing himself from that situation before he gets himself out of hand. Yeah. And I mean, I just hope that, you know, they, they've been holding these boundaries and like Poppy was seriously mad at him after the last one and I am, I'm just hoping that he's recognizing that you know he doesn't want to screw this up anymore 
Yeah, now she's just starting to forgive him. Then Dream Poppy was talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> so if he doesn't like extricate himself and take care of this before he goes and talks to her and Quincy, Quincy might get it, but she's not in the life, you know, so she's not going to understand in the same way. And he doesn't want to risk her. Yep. All right. Any thoughts before we close up? No, I'm just so excited to see where this is all going. <laughs> uh, happy episode 100. Yeah. I mean, yes. come on. So exciting. That's such a big milestone. I'm so happy for Lily. Yeah. Chum Chum is here to say happy 100, right, Chum Chum? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Say congratulations, Lily. <laughs> no. <Okay>. no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right that's my cue to go thank you so much it was fantastic it was a great episode thank you as well together yes thank you so much Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Lippers, Lily, Jelly, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tacos, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Patty, Emilta, Esther, and watching your people, Taurus, Poppy Seed, Marie, Emily, Jean, Jen, Erin, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Miranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Daniel, Teresa, Mrs. Castaldo, Jen, and Tatiana. Your support is truly appreciated.